Rockwell Automation's eighth annual State of Smart Manufacturing report reveals that the number one obstacle manufacturers faced in 2023 is balancing profitable growth without sacrificing quality. The study also reveals a greater emphasis on assessing data's true potential and increasing the adoption of technology to build resilience, enable agility, and increase sustainability. Gartner says two key challenges in the race to implement smart manufacturing strategy revolves around technology, commercial availability, and data integrity, as well as aligning supply chain and factory on smart manufacturing benefits and plans. Gardner also cautions that as automation of data and information flows expand beyond the factory, the need to manage supply chain convergence grows. For smart manufacturing, this means evaluating the processes used in logistics, planning and sourcing, and customer service against those used in manufacturing operations, and designing cross-functional performance metrics to assess total value generated for the customer. In this podcast for Future CIO, we are joined by Mr. Thomas Lai, Vice President and General Manager for Asia Pacific and Japan at Bumi, to elaborate on how data can help manufacturers thrive against future adversity. Thomas, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Well, thank you. Pleasure to meet you and have the opportunity to chat. If you could describe for us this current state of digitalization across Asia's manufacturing sector. Yes. So, I mean, I think to frame this up, the wonderful opportunity that exists for Asia is that, you know, if you look at what almost half of global manufacturing is coming out of Asia, Southeast Asia in particular, and for the most part, they're amongst the most efficient manufacturers globally. However, it'll get more challenging as manufacturing organizations think about setting up other markets and as global supply chain complexity increases over time. To your point on resilience, for example, I think uh, what I'd say is that if you if you look at what's out here, the, the state is strong, but there's opportunities for further improvement to continue to be a leadership position. Could you name for us some industrial modernization challenges and opportunities that you seem to allude in your response just now? Yeah, that's that's a, a great point. So if we look at the future direction of things more so than the past, the opportunities that exist for manufacturers are to better harness data both inside and outside their four walls, simply said, because a lot of things are happening with trading partners, whether those trading partners provide components, logistics services, and or component testing and delivery on uh, to the end customer, right? The notion of how we are agile from a capacity standpoint, efficient with capital dollars and efficient with elapsed time will become more important as businesses continue to thrive. And quite honestly, manufacturers are one of the businesses that are affected by interest rate changes, right? Because they carry so much work in process. That's actually where I think the opportunity exists in the near term, Alan, is to help provide better visibility between raw materials to when they get cash and all those different endpoints in between. Taking note on that one, data has these days been a very important catalyst for many industries, including manufacturing. How do you see technology modernization helping manufacturers leverage data and data analytics to improve operational efficiency, particularly for their logistics operations? That's right. So we're fortunate in that Boomi benefited as a business from COVID, which is a mixed blessing in a way. And the reason why we benefited was is that Boomi's technology essentially provides a way to make connections between otherwise disparate components. And those disparate components in this case were the fact that a lot of logistics companies are reliant on others to figure out when they can actually deliver something, how much capacity they need in order to deliver it on the timeframe assumptions by the selling party. And so if you think about that, you've got 
essentially, I'll oversimplify this, but you kind of want to have four components. You've got the raw materials coming, you've got this manufacturing process, you've got a planning process, you've got a logistics, and you've got a delivery. And you can have several parties engaged in this. And yet, what does the customer care about, whether it's a business or a consumer? I bought this yesterday. Alan buys a new t-shirt and you made it custom. And how long does it take for you to get it, Alan? You want to know, am I going to get it next week, tomorrow, or two months from now? And that's the beauty. The best companies will be able to tell Alan, you can expect it in what? 48 hours. And then you have what I experienced, which is less good, which is I bought a refrigerator for my house on March 15th. I'm going home tomorrow after being on the road for four weeks. I said, where's my refrigerator? You know what they told me? June 15th now. I nearly fell on the floor. And of course, I paid for the whole thing in advance, Alan. You're laughing. My wife's mad at me now because I've got a big spot that's a blank in our hallway, right? So obviously, that company could benefit from understanding all the dependencies to delivering a product. And what's more is that if they failed along the way, they should have used historic data to improve themselves. That's where the value of data comes in, to deliver better experiences and to be better tomorrow than they were yesterday. You just cited an interesting point about the disconnect between organizations. Now, manufacturing itself, manufacturing environments typically are heavy in the use of operational technology, right? The IoT devices, sensors everywhere. That's Uh, right. How should CIOs then approach the integration of OT and IT technologies in the quest to have data that they could help understand where things are? Oh, very insightful question. So this is actually one of the things that I talk to our customers a lot. And just to give you a sense, you know, we I've used sort of boomy customers as a generic term, right? But we have a wide array of customers. So on one end of the spectrum, I can talk about someone like Jira up in Japan, who is the biggest power company in Japan. And they've been using Boomi for years. It's actually one of the things that they've talked to us about is they use us as a service to provide linkage between IoT devices and legacy architecture. That you can use through standard internet protocols and things of that sort. OT, however, has a separate set of requirements. Typically, OT has a much different threshold. There's no simple answer to this question. Effectively, we're looking at how we can leverage our technology to provide an integrated view across those ecosystems, simply said. Uh, And partly we have a technology advantage in the way that our products are designed and our architecture of Boomi. And partly we have the ability to uh, seamlessly connect to OT devices, IoT devices, applications, sensors, data, et cetera. So a wide array of things. We haven't found anything we can't connect to is what we like to say. And that's why you see this tagline, make connections. Speaking of connections, how do you see integration platforms helping manufacturers remain resilient and thrive amid all the disruptions and uncertainties that we continue to face post-pandemic? It's a daunting task, quite honestly, for any CIO, right? Because on the one hand, you've got these unknowing issues you've got to defend against, which are at any moment in time, some linkage in your supply chain could need to be swapped out effectively just because of whether it's a supply chain shortage, war, or whatever, right? Like any number of variables. And so resilience and adaptability are key. Architecture Boomi in particular has the ability to get up and running very quickly. We have a library of pre-built connectors, over 1,000, and we have toolkits that speed the delivery integrating between systems, application data, et cetera. And that allows a set of high performance capabilities for CIOs to respond to market changes. 
And that could be as simple as an acquisition even. They decide to buy a factory somewhere. And that's how I would encourage CIOs to think is you need some kind of rapid response capability so that you could be resilient to adjust as needed. What is your one advice for CIOs evaluating not just modernizing their entire processes, and particularly, of course, the IT side, and of course, as we just mentioned, talking about OT as well. What's the advice for CIOs when evaluating these platforms and piecing together what would ideally work for their particular operations? Yes. So I think that it gets divided into two sets of capabilities, in my opinion. One set of capabilities thinks about how do I improve the utilization of my existing resource pool? In this case, it could be systems that have data inside of them, as you had started off. Can I access the data? Can I get that data from point A to point B? And can I improve the quality of that data so that it's used for decision-making by whether it's AI or people? Because those things always need good data to make good decisions. The second use case, though, is can I use that same technology to help me take advantage of market opportunity? Meaning whether that's scale the business, uh, enter new markets, buy other companies, get new consumers or customers. And oftentimes, a lot of technology decisions are made with one or the other, but not both in mind. And that's the one thing I would express to CIOs is that in the future state, think of this as a single go-to-market problem. And the ideal framework provides you the ability to handle both through one environment. Thomas, thank you for joining us on Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you. Really a pleasure to have a chance to chat with you. That was Thomas Lai, Vice President and General Manager for Asia-Pacific Japan at Bumi on the topic of helping manufacturers to thrive against future adversity. You are listening to Podchats for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.